Good morning. It's Friday, the 9th of June, and I'm Govind Raj Ethiraj coming to you from Mumbai, India's financial capital. The top stories and reports interest rates are on pause, and so are increases on your home loans. Starbucks to cut prices and offer smaller cups of coffee and tea. Go first. The airline is still grounded, but other airlines are adding capacity. This time it's Vistara, which says it will add 10 aircraft. This is a core report with Govind Raj Ethiraj. Interest rates are paused. I have a strong feeling that my threat to picket the Reserve Bank of India headquarters in South Mumbai if they raise their interest rates and thus my home loan worked. Even if it did not, the Reserve Bank did pause rates as many had predicted and people like me had hoped. The Reserve Bank of India kept the key repo or repurchase rate unchanged at 6.5%. The Reserve Bank Governor Shaktikanta Das said that the cumulative rate hike undertaken by its Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank is transmitting through the economy and its fuller impact should keep inflationary pressures contained in the coming months. The monetary policy would need to be carefully calibrated for alignment of inflation with the target he said. Now since May 2022 the Reserve Bank has increased the repo rate or the interest rate at which it lends money to commercial banks by 250 basis points or 2.5%. Just yesterday I spoke of home loans going from around 6.75% to close to 9% and even 10% in some cases. That impact actually has been substantial. The EMIs could have gone up almost 16% in the case of a 15 year loan and 20% in the case of a 20 year loan. Governor Das said as inflation is expected to remain above reserve bank's comfort level in 2324 the central bank would remain data dependent for future courses of action. Also following the demonetization of the 2000 rupee note liquidity is expected to remain in surplus for some time and thus a change in stance was not warranted. the word demonetization is mine now whether this was a warranted or unwarranted outcome of the move to demonetize the 2000 rupees note well i don't know i just hope that those who did did so the markets closed a little lower yesterday the s&p bse sensex tumbled about 294 points to 62849 this is also a reminder that it's still above 62000 and bank stocks were generally under pressure The markets had higher expectations for a more optimistic revision in the inflation outlook taking into account the recent easing of inflation data. Speaking of bank stocks, the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board will likely sell a partial stake in privately run Kotak Bank through block deals tomorrow according to various newspapers and television channels. The fund which owns a 4.6% stake will sell around a 1.6% stake worth 754 million dollars. Now coming back to the credit policy I caught up with Dr Brinda Jagirdar independent consulting economist and an independent director on the board of IDFC First Bank and various other companies I began by asking her how she viewed the reserve bank decision to hold interest rates at this point of time This was really largely expected to be maintained but that's not just because of the polls that's because of what the data was For example let's look at inflation Inflation has been coming down for the last three months, and this time it was in April. It was four point seven percent the CPI inflation, and it is expected to be four point two to four point five percent for May. So inflation coming down was clearly one signal, and GDP data which came in just a few days ago 
was also very, very heartening, 7.2% for the year, much above the expectations. So economy seems to be firing on all engines. It's really doing well and growing across the board. So given this, it was really expected that Reserve Bank definitely would not act on the rates. Why not now? That's because it is still a little too early to see uh, what's happening with inflation. We need to make sure that this is a sustained, steady trend. Also, the third factor, I think it's not just the domestic factors that weighed in this time on the MPC decision, let's say. It was also because of the global factors. Uh, globally, you can see the economies are slowing down. Europe definitely has gone. And Germany, the biggest economy, the engine of Europe, has gone into a recession. But central banks, about I think all over the world, about 140-odd countries, they have gone on hold right now. So what's happening globally is also what the, the Reserve, Reserve Bank has done. And also, like I said, looking at the domestic data. Right. Question from a home loan or a loan perspective is, so where are we in that transmission? I mean, for example, if you take a home loan today, you could be going anywhere between 8 and 9.5%, which is, of course, higher than what it used to be, let's say, around 675 to 7% about two years ago. Is this likely to stay where it is? Is it likely to go down? Or at least that's what one would hope. The whole objective of rate hikes was to control demand because the sustained tightening over a period, it has led to a slowdown in demand, which has helped to contain inflation. So obviously, because of the rate hikes, the home loans and AMIs have also got impacted. So, so long as uh, there's no reversal in the trend, I think we will have to live with this. So you're saying that home loan rates are unlikely to come down unless there's a further reduction in rate? Yes, that's right. Okay. So let me come back to inflation for a second. The governor said that the target is still 4% and we are uh, still a way to go. But if you were to look at the past, what's your experience and what does your experience tell you about the correlation between inflation numbers falling or for that matter even rising and interest rate responses? I mean, there's been no difference. That's the way it has always been. Um, When inflation is low, obviously there's no need to control demand. So therefore, the Reserve Bank is more comfortable with letting rates rates fall. But when inflation rises, it becomes very imperative, not just to control demand, but to control inflation expectations. And that's when the Reserve Bank starts tightening and it goes into a tightening cycle. Now, to some extent, the Reserve Bank governor was quite comfortable that the rates have come, inflation has come down. But I think his concern on inflation is very much there. He still hasn't uh, moved his attention from there. He's comfortable with growth. But where inflation is concerned, he's still a little concerned. One is food inflation. Yes, we see a little bit of uh, food inflation coming up this, this time. But globally, there is a food crisis. And today, if the monsoons are not in time, the monsoons are bad, then our food situation, our food production will also be hit, which again is uh, come back to haunt us in so many ways. So one is food prices, and he's keeping a check on that. Second is, of course, he's talked about the internationalization of the rupee. So if you want the rupee to be an international currency, it's very, very important to keep inflation under control. And uh, another factor he talked about is financial stability. So if we don't have inflation under control, if we don't have a stable inflationary environment, then it's very difficult to have financial stability also. So from all these points of view, he's emphasized inflation. Got it. Okay. Uh, Brinda, thank you so much for uh, your inputs and thank you for joining me. Well, on the subject of inflation and rising prices, 
Mother Dairy, a leading milk supplier in the Delhi NCR region, said it was reducing the maximum retail price of its Dara edible oil product by 10 rupees a litre, in line, of course, with falling prices of edible oils in the global market. Now, whether falling prices of edible oils could influence the cost of house rentals in Mumbai city and make them more affordable, I have no clue, but one can always hope. On the topic of affordability, Mercedes-Benz India has rolled out its iconic SUV, the G-Class, in two variants with a price tag of 2.55 crore rupees. That's 2 crore 55 lakhs onwards. The two variants are G400 Adventure Edition and the G400 AMG line. Deliveries of both the variants are expected to commence in the October to December quarter of this year, Mercedes has said. Yes, unfortunately, there is a bit of a wait if you were really longing for it. Still sticking to prices and affordability, coffee chain Starbucks has, in a low and behold moment, said it is cutting prices and introducing smaller servings, discovering after 11 years and 343 stores that most Indians actually don't drink all that much. As you grow in size, you need to get new consumers, Sushant Dash, Starbucks CEO in India, told Reuters, adding the chain's pricing play would help shatter a perception that it is expensive. Though the target remains, did you guess it? Yes, affluent Indians. The chain also promised not to make chai a principal offering, acknowledging that just 11% of Indian homes drink coffee as opposed to 91% who drink tea and those that are pretty competitively priced. Starbucks, which has just one milk chai latte made with tea syrup, has now launched Indian-inspired, that's in quotes, tea offerings laced with spices and cardamom, or you would know them as masala chai. And in today's airline news, GoFirst is still trying to get off the ground after a month, but Vistara has said it will add 10 planes this financial year, three white bodies and the rest A320s and hire a thousand people. Vistara has 61 aircraft already and employs 5,200 and will soon be merged with Air India, which belongs to the Tatas, while Vistara is a joint venture between the Tatas and Singapore Airlines. The airline's CEO told news agencies they had decided not to fly to the United States as planned earlier as they would need more aircraft, at least three. And by the time those aircraft would come, it would start getting merged with Air India. Speaking about flights to the United States and Air India, an Air India Delhi-San Francisco non-stop flight was forced to land in Magadan in Russia following an engine snag. A ferry flight that went to fetch them, pick them up roughly two days later and transported them safely to their original destination. They left Delhi as it happens on Tuesday morning at 12.05am and reached San Francisco on Thursday afternoon, India time. Air India has said it will refund fares to all 216 passengers, a move that has pleasantly surprised many. This was the core report with me, Govindraj Ethiraj. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter at www.thecore.in. That is www.thecore.in or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook as well. Now, we would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant to you including our reporting on India's vibrant manufacturing sector. Write to us at feedback at the core.in. Thank you for listening.